0: Hello, hello! Welcome, beautiful friends!
1: Shalom! Hello, hello! Welcome back!
0: During these very weird and unpredictable times, we're very pleased to give you this incredible interview with Rotem, our friend from Israel, who grew up during a war time. And right now, with so much fear arising in this world and with the situation between Ukraine and Russia, I found it so, so interesting to listen to this podcast that we actually recorded with around three months ago, but it's so relevant just for right
1: now. Because Rotem is sharing with us her experience with growing up in Jerusalem. How it was for her to live amongst war and how this was the normality. And you will hear how surprised we are, Emma and I, about this because we grew up in a totally different situation where it was not normal to carry gas masks to school and be prepared what happens if the sirens start going off and the bombing is about to begin. I mean, it's so incredible to hear how do you actually live in this situation, how how are you not stressed every day and how this is just the way life is and you can be happy and how Hotem was actually doing great. (laughs) Thriving, yeah. Yeah. It was her town and like so many people in Israel, she was able to live a beautiful life, even in circumstances that someone would find terrible, horrible, horrific.
0: And I must tell you, she is the most lovely and smiley person you can ever meet. She is just pure gold. So even hard situations can create these beautiful, beautiful human beings who are full of light and life no matter what happens to them.
1: Yeah, so I hope you get at least a little bit of her joy because it's gonna give you some good, good feelings. And really, really, I hope you enjoy this conversation we have today for you.
0: And I hope it gives you some peace and inspiration, especially during
1: during these times that we're having right now. So without further ado, enjoy the ride! Hello,
0: Rotem.
2: Hey.
1: Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs)
0: So happy that you're
1: here. How do you feel?
2: Really good. Energized. This beginning was just perfect.
1: Beautiful. (laughs) I'm glad. So, Rotem, for the beginning, we have one question for everyone. I know you listen to some of the podcasts, so maybe you know what's up. But for everyone to get to know you, who are you?
2: At the moment, I'm Rotem. (laughs) I am always changing, but some things are quite the same. I'm coming from Israel. I was born next to Jerusalem in a small village um, where I lived all my life until I was 18, 20, something. And that's me. Amazing. Very hard to describe yourself. Mm.
0: It is. It's a big question, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, you said you grew up, grew up in Israel. Yeah. And you already told me some crazy stories from your growing up, and I'm still in shock. I think when I think about them, for me it's so unnormal but I would. Be glad if you can share something from your growing up. I know you were growing up in the middle kind of of
1: the war. You had some wars every now and then Mm. and... But it's still nothing better now. Still what? It's still no less war. Mm. It's still like this Mm. constant presence no? Yeah, exactly.
2: For me, it was never something that I saw as war. It's part of life. Mm. Like you grow up to that environment that's what i know that's part of who i am if we talking about that yeah. so for me it was quite normal like only when i left israel for the first time people started to ask me do you feel scared are you afraid to walk around and i'm like that's my home if someone's walking with With fear in his home, I'm not sure if it's completely your home, you know. Mm. So even in a bit of harder harder times in Jerusalem, which is quite an intense uh, city sometimes, um, I still felt safe. And Mm. even in, I don't know, summer times, sometimes we had a bit of struggle, a bit of um, unsafety. and you see the streets quite empty, I was always walking there proud because I can't feel fear in my home, that's how I see it. So I I never let it change my lifestyle so much or give it too much than what it is. And because I still believe that most of the people in Israel wants to live in peace and happily. Mm. Yeah. That's most of us. Yeah, so yeah. never mind gender, religion, like so many other things that I feel that we can find to divide each other and yeah, go apart from each other. I still believe that this is the main thing for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I mean, <laughs> for you it's normal. For everyone it's normal, however they grew up. But could you maybe just walk us through? A day when it's a bit of a war you know happening so how would it be for you are you allowed to time? go
0: out of the house
1: or just school cuts in the middle and then everybody i don't know goes under the table or yeah <laughs> no.
2: yeah there's a bit of everything I <laughs> oh guess. my god Do
0: you have like bombing
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my god so the reality in israel is quite complicated <laughs> i love the beginning <laughs> <laughs> Good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every relationship. So we have a bit of uh, the north border in, in Israel is not quite quiet. Mm-hmm. We have the border in Gaza, which is um, on the shore and which is also. <laughs> not no, quite, quite. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's really strategically
1: right it's important so everybody wants even more to have this access to the sea
2: Almost um, always not so because Israel has most of the shore yeah, in yeah, that yeah. area but just a part of it yeah, is yeah. Gaza and then they ha- also have um, a border with, I mean Gaza has a border with Israel and with Egypt so there there's also mm. a bit of complication because mm-hmm. Egypt doesn't really want to um, to give more and to help. So they do just the, the less that they can to kind of give quiet, which is not really. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, bit, a lot of things happening under the surface. Mm-hmm. And so that's maybe the, the biggest problems that we have. We have a bit of su- sorry, which is... Just okay. It's not too bad. And then we have some places inside Israel which has a bit of complication. For example, Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. which uh, let's say many politicians fight for, and Mm. a lot of organizations or just humans thinks that that place should be mine. Mm. So at least
1: three religions claim it. At least.
2: So yeah. Um, And then it feels like, okay, how do I fight for it, or how how much can I push to have it back or to make it mine? So I think when I was a kid, war was a bit kind of, okay, we want to attack you, so we went to school when I was, I think, something like 10. We went to school with masks, so each one of us I had like masks. a big, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, for a biochemical uh, attack. So oh God. I had a big kind of a box, it looks like I was a lawyer in my suitcase, I had my, I had my mask and I remember how we went to school with that and painting on this box, like trying to make it as easy as we can as for long kids. Long. Wow. Yeah, but that was a thing and I think most of us didn't understand that this is actually what? is it for mm. and that it should really save me my brother was a little baby in that time and we had kind of um, a bassinet <gasps> that is just for that no way for him yeah just for inside. him yes yeah, so he sits completely inside that so that like next to his normal bassinet <laughs> and like where he's playing and wow. all his games he had this huge thing in, in the house so that was quite um normal and i knew something is not completely right but i think for the understanding of a kid it wasn't completely there Mm. um but then later on when i grew up yeah bombs became okay what a complicated issue (laughs) subject what a subject so yeah it gets more intense every few years in the border of gaza lebanon a bit less but still because they have a war inside themselves so sometimes it just like comes a bit mm. out and so they are quite quiet with themselves now because <laughs> they have their own problems <laughs> but uh, in Gaza for example every three or four years there's like a mission to go in or when they kind of collect enough um, bombs and weapon, they just start to shoot to the border. And the intention is just to make a mess. So they want to burn the um, the fields that we have food. That we want to provide some uh, things. They want to harm humans, of course, and kill as much as they as they can. And Israel, as a sometime, well, Israel says it's a defense um, technique to just okay go and attack places that um, Hamas or other organizations use as a space. Yeah, like sometimes they use schools, sometimes they use Mm. community places, so it will be a bit hard to attack, but Israel usually looks for the people that are high in the uh, politics Yeah, so that happens every like three or four years. There's a bit of a tension for like month or two, usually in summer, which takes a bit of the fun. It's like the cycle of the
1: sun, you know. Every eleven years,
2: there's a yeah. Every three, four years, and then it can be um, like in Jerusalem, for example, they. Hamas will not attack from Gaza because it's against your in- interest. You don't want to harm your holy place. Mm. Mm. So some people do it individually. And in the last few years it started. Like someone just takes a knife. And I don't know. He see a bunch of people gather somewhere. And... He feels the heat in his in his body, and yeah, so he'll just take the knife and attack some people. Just random people. Random. Wow. Because mostly Muslim would like to uh, hit or harm a Jewish people. That's mm. kind of that. It's not completely that, but yeah. So there was a few times that I don't know. A bus of soldiers went to a trip to see. Um, A place just to be there to have a day and then someone with a bad intention came and started to shoot around or took a vehicle and starts to go full-on to yeah hurt
0: can I ask you a very uncomfortable question yes You, you don't have to answer it but yeah is it the reality that actually you're surrounded by seeing somebody dying does this happen to you or to people like is this normal that you see someone dying because
2: they're
0: shooting or
2: Um, I feel luckily I wasn't in a situation Mm. like that but I think the reality in Israel in general is that each one of us has a friend that was in a situation in a Mm. complicated situation Mm. that you saw someone that is that a dear friend or someone that you love died because of that things. Either if he was in the army and he got hurt or um, sometimes, uh, well, a lot of people um, carried a lot of trauma from their military uh, Mm -hmm. service and yeah i think it surrounds me like i have a few friends that lost their dear ones for Mm. that i have a a friend that her husband lost his arm because Mm. of one of these situations that someone just took a knife and started to yeah oh oh my god
0: yeah Wow.
2: So yeah, and I have a an aunt that lives very close to the border in Gaza, and I went to babysit her kids quite often, and there was one time that I was there that um, it was kind of a bomb time, <laughs> and I saw how, well, I felt it really strong how her kids are not just regular kids they have to be a bit more mature without their choice Mm. for that Mm. they have to know where is the next the closest closest place to hide Mm. to take care or in because they live in a kibbutz i don't know if you know kibbutz Mm. it's like um kind of a social like a community kind of Mm. vibe of a settled that's started long time ago in Israel. So everything is very free. The kids used to just run in the grass and be very, very free. There's no cars inside Mm. the community, so just outside in the in the edges. And suddenly you have to know where is your close place or how to get as fast as you can to Mom. You have I I'm not quite sure. It's between thirty to forty seconds since you hear the alarm. Then you have to find a place to to be covered or to be safe. Imagine thirty seconds.
0: You so, cannot do anything yeah. in this time.
2: Yeah. And there's some people that are they have less time, fifteen. So it depends how close you are to the border when mm. we know there's a bomb coming. Just this alarm starts. I don't know if um when I came to New Zealand, it was pretty crazy for me to hear the fire alarm here. Mm. There's
0: quite the a lot of that.
2: Because it's the same noise, the same sound. No way, really. As the, um, we call it Red Code back home when mm. bombs are um, in the air. So for a lot of time I was so stressed oh my God. and mm. I could feel it in my body. And I'm like, no, people just probably, I don't know, a cat here climbed on a tree <laughs> yes. and everyone is freaking out. All the firefighters are going <laughs> like, and I'm like, no, there's no bombs in the air. Just chill. Mm. So it was a bit of a, I think, I don't know. Huh.
1: We do have actually this even back home because uh, it was kind of a relic of a bit of a war in our place, not anything similar at all, Mm. but still every first Saturday of the month at twelve o'clock, they sound this alarm. So at least you know ah. they're gonna try if it still works. Mm. But it's supposed to be yeah, run to the shelter. But now I have no idea where where to go. Like
0: I have <laughs> no idea. I never I mean, heard.
1: I know in my in my surroundings uh, when I was a kid, it was a playground which was actually a bunker. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, you know this. There's a the little chimney, you know, the yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the tree. But other I than that, what they do, do? I mean,
2: yeah.
0: I was wa- always wondering how is it. How do people even survive this? So For me, it was so fascinating when I talked to you for the first time because you say, like, yeah, kids are growing next to the border and there are bombs coming. Oh, my God. Why, do they grow, yeah. why are kids growing there? This is not okay for them. Yeah. So how how do you feel now? Do you feel like you have some traumas because of that? Or it's just... It is what it is. I mean, traumas. Not, I wouldn't say traumas. It's a hard one. Mm. But more like... Did it influence you in a bad way that you feel like you carry some pain because of it or some hard stuff?
1: Or mm. even if you maybe mistrust people who look like people from neighbouring countries or, you know, I'm just guessing, like, does this thing... Yeah. thing?
0: Again, you don't have to answer if you feel yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know that. it's a topic
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: is I, I think I never really put that much attention to that as you guys because again it's yeah. part of my reality yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure so for, for sure. example this alarm that I told you just now about I didn't realize that it has that much influence yeah. on me until I came here to New for Zealand sure. and here the firefighters and I'm like come on guys chill <laughs> 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 please it's not like life and death now <laughs> So I guess we do carry some stuff, for example, every year we have this day of memorial for all these people that we lost for these fights or this war um, at all times. And I truly believe that most of that whole thing is, if I go to the bottom of it, for me it's just land, like people fighting mostly on sacred land. Mm. And I always wanted to divide myself a bit from that because I truly love Israel and the land and I think it's special and beautiful and there's some amazing places that I would kind of never want to give up. Mm -hmm. So when I put myself in this position, I say, okay, maybe the other side, like I do, don't want to give up. So how can we (laughs) see each other and say, okay, we can work it out together. So... Yeah, and I think that's for that for me is the base of it. So I really want to give more love to that. And I did a few things that for me is to unite us instead of sep- separate. So I don't want to think about it as a trauma or some mm. bad things that I carry because I want to give more love to that part of me and in my close friends and people in Israel in general. That's beautiful. So, yeah.
0: I no. like your
1: answer. It's <laughs> so beautiful, really. Cool. Can you maybe give us a quick, maybe a step away from war, but um, a quick rundown of Jerusalem as such? Because I, I can imagine. I've seen the pictures and the, the videos and whatever. So you just walk through the neighborhood, and you have a church, you have a synagogue, you have a mosque. Just everything all together. Even the same wall is shared. You know. So yeah. How is that? Uh, walking there, is it super powerful, crazy, interesting, and everything, yeah. or just normal?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it is. It is depend on how much you want to give to it. I feel Jerusalem is such a special city, very very spiritual, and it's amazing. Sometimes you sit on the. In the train and you sit like kind of a normal person and then there's some very religious guy like from Judaism Mm -hmm. uh, Jewish people and then there's a Muslim sits next to him in his own kind of way to look religious so we we have so many different people and it's just amazing and I love this feeling that when we share nicely it's just uplifting for me Mm. there are some neighborhoods that may be a bit more orthodox and more harsh and extreme but most of jerusalem is beautifully shared so that's why sometimes i'm like okay let's show the beautiful parts of of these streets and these random beautiful things that you see people are doing to each other there's a lot of kindness and a lot of holiness like you say you can see a synagogue and then just next to it a mosque and most of the time like when in the mosque they they call for the prayer time you can see also like jewish people going into their synagogue and it's just Mm. so so nice um, so I love it and I I was participating in a few kind of events that connect all people mm-hmm. together and that is just wow, really amazing so mm-hmm. yeah
1: do you have a favorite uh, spot or architectural um, thingy in Jerusalem? in Jerusalem
2: I think everyone should go to the old city yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah there's um. Around Christmas time, which is Hanukkah for us, Jewish, we have a week of lights. So they put so uh, yeah, many sure. lights in the yeah. in the old city and you can have like so many trails to walk around, like the red one and then you follow that or uh, blue cool. and uh. So that will be the perfect time to go mm. and visit, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Okay, wow. I just I just
0: have one more question about the war. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really am Yeah yeah, yeah. curious. How does your school look? Do you have like a special curriculum where you also include some military practice for everyone just to learn the basics or in school? Yeah. Cause I know you told me that the boys are having some military practice in like the their shooting and stuff in the in high school. So um, well, basically military service. Something. Is that know. a thing? In
2: Israel. Israel, Yeah, Yeah, military service is mandatory for Uh women and men. And for women and men? Yes. So So women serve two years and men at the moment two and eight months. Wow. Yeah. Before it was three Yes. Two years. No way. Two years years of my life. My best years. What do you do? So after high school, you finish high school and usually you join the army for two, three years. Depends. So, since you're 18
0: to 20. The best years. The best years!
2: Wow. That's why I also feel like we are growing up a bit faster or a bit more mature Mm, sometimes. For sure, yeah. You have to be more independent, more responsible. Everything's a bit more to the edge.
1: (laughs) But that's the thing. The only time we hear about military service is from our dads. And even my uncle, who's like four years younger, he was already in like, it eh, was not really a thing. So hmm. one generation ago that they did. So how did it like um, leave you? Did you, do you have much more knowledge now or much more skill or just <laughs> two years less?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. It's also for women. That's so inclusive. and oh, that's so beautiful. Bad. Yeah? <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> one time when this was good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No rights, no equality, e- but you. Equality, yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah! There's a saying in at home that every kind of kid that uh, is born. We say or the grandmothers always say, Oh when you'll be eighteen you won't need to be joining to the army, like mm. there'll be peace when you'll be when you'll grow up. Mm. So that's a lovely thing that everyone's saying, <laughs> but I wish it would be true.
1: Yeah.
2: I think it's mandatory because of the complex complex that we are living in, no one would really want to join the army, because no? there's a of lot of trauma, there's actual war going on, it's not just to like, I don't know, New Zealand uh, fighters, no? they do almost nothing, or mostly they are just practicing, let's mm-hmm. say, or yeah. um, their problems are a bit different, more in, in the... <laughs> it's
1: more emotional, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and, more and relationships. Yeah, and... <laughs> then back home, yeah. But... There's some stuff that all of us need to learn, like how to give first aid, how to shoot, um, just a bit, in kind of a low level, and depends on what you're about to do, um, your training is fitted to that, like if you're going to do computer things or uh, more information stuff, so you just need to know the basics and Mm. do... Yeah, and if you're a fighter or you have a bit more responsibility like that, so you'll do something between six to months to one year training. Just training. Uh, yeah.
1: Six a.m. or five a.m. wake up. A bit before, <laughs> a bit ka- before.
2: Four a.m. Four a.m. I guess we start. No, with... really, four a.m.? Yeah, something like that. Mm.
1: Run around the camp, push ups Exactly people.
2: that. Yeah. No way! <laughs> faster, faster, faster! <laughs> 10 seconds, you were there, go! Oh, you didn't make it! It doesn't sound reasonable to you! Again! <laughs> Again! That's the beginning, Wow, yeah. wow.
0: that's like from movies! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you do after one year of training? You said there's two years mandatory.
2: Then you go to your unit or wherever they will serve. put you. yeah. You so you
0: actually served in a war,
2: or? Well, helping. I didn't. My brother did, mm. for example. Um, a lot of my friends did. Um, yeah, I was doing a basic training for uh, mostly women that joined the army, and there. Yeah, and after let's say it was three months that we did, they each one went to their unit and did her thing. But then I would get a new round of women (laughs) and then we'll train them again. So that was my Ah, service. I was just training. You were training them. Mm. Nice. So, yeah. Good job. It was fun. Or not Mm. so much. (laughs) It is is what it is. In
1: context, Mm. you
2: know. It's over now. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: That's crazy. Do, Do you find that you got something out of it? Because I know. I've heard many people say, oh yeah, every child should have some military experience just to learn discipline, to learn authority, stuff like Mm. this. That you get something that you would now find really useful or good or very made you a person you are today. Maybe I would just add this. My dad always
0: says that. But military service gave him his perspective to see how many different people there is. and Mm -hmm. He said, everybody should do this because otherwise you're just always in the tiny little circle of your people and you don't know how many different people there is. And when you go there, Mm -hmm. you meet everyone. Did that happen to you too?
2: Yeah, I feel there's a lot in that that I took. For example, um, there's people from all around the country that has a different background, that has a different social-economic state, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the army, there's nothing of it. We all get paid the same, we all wear the same uniforms, and you kind of in a way they kind of take your identity but they also give you the option to have a new one Mm. or to be fully yourself or whatever background that you have is not that important anymore because we are here together and because of this sense of war and so you have to to unite we are we create such a strong sister brotherhood so that's something that no one can take from us mm. so that's something there is something about it this sim- simplicity and this kind of feeling of we are all in this together and still my my best friends are from the army and most of the people that you will ask and um, if it's not people that you grew up with and like nah, nah, um, really strong connections created there because you get into situations that you've never been to before mm. and if not of your friends, you will not come out of it. And um, yeah, this sense of support um, is something that is built up very, very strongly there. And then you have the, you can create whatever you want in that sense. And I have a a lot of friends that I made there that probably if it was out of the army, I was not, I was not even looking to (laughs) to their home. Place, but yeah, so it's very special. Mm-hmm. I like
0: it. Is it separate for men and women, or you're kind of together
2: as it well? It also depends on your job. Mm. Um, another thing that I really appreciate in the army that maybe others other armies doesn't have it's there's a lot of education in the army. So um, there's a lot of people outboard that want to come and volunteer to the army. Whoa. I have no idea why they want that. <laughs> but <laughs> I have a really... One of my best friends came from California. Oh, wow. Like this? Yeah. From the outside countries? Yeah, so her mom uh, is Israeli, and she can kind of choose if she wants to come and serve or not, and she she chose to come. Wow. So she did something like um, six months of learning Hebrew with another people, more people that wanted to join the army. And that teacher was a soldier that taught her Hebrew, that gave, and then they s- stay in a kibbutz or like in a community, a few mm-hmm. that starts to merge them with other people or like truly Israelis, let's say. And there's, like I said, people that are a bit on the edge. Um, because their social economic um, state was not that good so you know this kind of youths that can go to jail if they are not doing that and that so this opportunity is given to these youths when they are joining the army there's like kind of a special unit that gathers them and give them more space more yeah. uh, um, facilities to overcome this change and mm. their, their other lives that they had so this kind of new start is really a Appreciated in my side to these people because it builds our society to a bit of a bit of a better direction. So, yeah. That's mm. interesting.
1: <laughs> mm. You have some more about war. Oh,
2: no, okay. You love the war,
0: Emma. <laughs> it's, it's not that I love the war. No. It's just I am so fascinated by your reality because it's so different than mine. Mm. for me just like listening to a movie or to science fiction you know yeah. it's so out of my word
1: and this is why i'm so interested not yeah. that i i hate the word to be honest <laughs> yeah or always you would just hear it from older people or like like i told you one generation ago so yeah to hear you it's a totally another context because these are modern times with modern technology mm. modern situations modern conflicts at the same old same same thing
2: yeah mm. it's amazing how this modern technology like just takes war to another level oh, mm. yeah. yeah before i left israel there was a where my village is kind of a border so i think four years ago there was a bomb that landed so close to my home that i was like oh my god that was the actual first time that it was so 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 close to me and then before I left home, there was a kind of a period of time that um, they made a new thing. It's called like a balloon bomb, which is just a balloon, a helium balloon that's connected to a bomb. And then it just fla- like kind of flows with the wind and sits in someone's yard. And then it just like explodes when it explodes. So everything is... Always changing and developing in a bit of a weird ways. Mm. It's
0: like they're using the technology to like yeah. more destruction. Yeah,
2: and yeah, this war is always changing, so you can't expect anything. Like it's not you know what you're handling with. That's another kind of Israel problems. That it's a country, it's a government that stands. We don't have someone to. Uh, communicate with, kind of. It's more like um, terror org- organizations or individuals that take the law to their hands, so it's a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm.
1: Our war is messy. Yep, always.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe to tie this up, the war part yes. and move on. What would your advice be for someone who finds themselves in the ground where the war is going on? How to stay calm and how to find like peace
1: or live normally?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's funny go like,
1: to meditation is like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: oh, I don't know uh, <laughs> I, am I mean you know, if there is a reality <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, there is a reality that any second there can be a bomb landing in my yard how can mm. I live peacefully that's my question but there is no huh?
1: there is always a possibility it is always <laughs> I just don't deal with it you know they're gonna bomb Wajiki next <laughs> no <laughs> Sorry about
2: that. <laughs> And they're the fire alarms. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah so the fire alarm alarms are only like Stony better shooting again. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have an advice because I think I said that I was confident to walk in my city with no fear, but a lot of people did. And I think most of us we just became we accepted it and maybe sometimes even became a bit apathetic to this mm. to that situation mm. so when you don't really look at it like okay I always have a, a threat on, on my life like every second so you can kind of live with it because otherwise I don't know it mm. and again a lot of people are having traumas or difficulties up, yeah. and yeah like I told you like my and kids are I, I can see on them the difference between mm-hmm. because I was working with kids in other places. So you can see that the location has it it mm-hmm. influence on them and yeah, I mean, I- people from Israel, for example, fireworks are the funniest thing, no? Everyone, when yeah. they hear fireworks, like, yeah, so much fun, na-na-na. And I think half of the population in Israel will just like, oh no, let's find a shelter, na-na-na. Because it's the same sound, so mm, yeah, yeah. there's some things that I think we just live with and we can't avoid. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah
1: maybe you tied up the war i'm gonna try to tie up israel um it's a question for me because i have no idea so i don't really get involved so much in political stances one country against the other okay so we're not gonna comment on this but at the same time i have friends who are like back home Mm. they are for example supporting the boycott israel for example so don't buy these peanuts because they come from israel and we don't like israel and i never question why mm-hmm. you don't like israel but mm-hmm. i guess there's some i
0: did not even know about that.
1: i see it from the western eyes towards mm-hmm. israel and i have no idea why i don't really care so much because all the people i've known from there are beautiful so Aww, <laughs> i thank mean you. i feel like every country is like this the mm-hmm. country is another thing from its citizens um, but maybe <clears throat> just a question for you if you want to put a comment on that yeah. um, why you think is and how you perceive it but mm-hmm. other than that, how's your passport situation? For example, is it hard to get out of the country? Is it hard to get anything? because, for example, some countries would have a law to make it extra difficult for you, mm-hmm. Or is just normal? Well, <laughs> to travel and even to work uh, mm-hmm. other countries.
2: Well about travelling my passport is not the best. <laughs> yeah. So for example there's some countries that I just can't go to. Um, oh really? You cannot like yeah. Indonesia. You're not but allowed to visit. I'm not allowed <laughs> to visit Bali. <but laughs>
0: my God, that's so crazy! Uh, Indonesia is such a random country, like S- completely.
2: Why? Why? Wow. Uh, yeah, and other countries like Iran and Pakistan and so on. There are some places that I can so put my mean. step on. How yeah. is
0: this even allowed Just in the modern on world? Just walk another
2: passport. That will be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but. Yeah, because they say it's a high risk, either a high risk or political problems Mm -hmm. and issues Mm -hmm.
1: that... Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, Israel is working a lot in that field, like I think in the last years there's more possibilities and like less um, um, trouble to go to other countries and some places we just um, have, can do only connections by flights, and you can, for example, Dubai. Mm So you can't go outside of the airport, but you just can switch a flight or oh, something like that. Wow. Yeah, and you also have like a certain amount of time, I think like eight hours or something yeah, right. to a connection.
0: So like it's like a COVID world all year, all the time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my god, I cannot believe this is a modern world. I didn't even know this exactly. exists. Exactly. I'm so mm. sorry you cannot enter some countries. I
2: wow. know, I know, I know. Yeah but at the and for your uh, people that you know that doesn't support israel i think it's complicated and there's um, it kind of happens all around the world but israel is a strong place or so, um, like it's in the news it's very popular with the, this hate and fight and war so um, i think b- both sides has uh, some improvements to make you know? So, <laughs> for of sure, otherwise there was no war, no? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. because it, it's, it is complicated and it's a whole subject I don't know where to start to be mm. honest. What I feel is, I would buy both products no? and of course yeah. uh, uh, from the outside it looks like Israel does suppress um, a lot of um, communities in her boundaries but there's these organizations that terror organizations mostly that has the control in let's say muslim or palestinians areas um, these people are more miserable because they has less um, facilities than in other places in israel so a lot of palestinians sometimes would prefer to be under israel um, mm-hmm. kind of control because it, it they have electricity, they have water, mm-hmm. they have the option to go to the supermarket, which in other areas that is under um, terror control, they don't. They have such a limited amount of these basic things that is needed to raise a kid or to make a living, mm-hmm. that, that a is just idea. ridiculous. So... I know the news making a lot of um, um, noise around that, um, and I completely get it. Finally, there are some people that doesn't want to be under Israel government c- control, and they do, and that's why it comes back to my feeling about it that it's just land, and let's let's find a peace where we can. Mm. Um, Share everything in the, in the right amount, that everyone can make a happy living. Yeah, so there's some, for example, schools in Israel that starts already to teach Hebrew and Arabic because that's a way of communication. So why only Hebrew will be the first language in the, in the country where there's so many people speak Arabic, why we don't give it much? That's amazing. The, the place that it should have. Yeah, I yeah. truly believe that most of us we need to know how to speak Arabic. Not only the people that speak Arabic need to adjust themselves and learn Hebrew. Mm. So there's some changes happening slowly but patiently. But they're happening. They are happening.
1: Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well wow. Actually, the guy who came up with nonviolent communication worked there as well. Mm. He put some energy into that conflict. Oh. It's just
2: I'd love to join powers yeah. <laughs> i and again, I left Israel in a way well, one of the things that why I left it is because it is an intense uh, place, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted a bit of quiet to to work on other stuff for me, like we live in a in a very stressful society. I think something like between sixty to seventy percent of our government um uh, I say money, money?
1: taxes? Yeah, oh, no, like
2: Uber. whole money, GDP or whatever. Yeah, this money of the government that you need to each year to divide. Okay, that goes to health, uh, yeah. that goes to security, that goes to education. Sixty to seventy percent goes to to security to the army to forces like that that is to protect. Nana, nah. so. That is something that we are actually living, that yeah. the security is more important than education, that our mm. elderly to live properly, than our health uh, system, and so on, so on, so on. So we yeah. are living it constantly.
1: But also the thing is that war is expensive. Yeah. And yes. not, not just because of uh, paying everyone and buying everything, but because, because also the contractors, the people and the entities that are supplying arms to the army are connected to the people who are making the laws so at the end you have a lot of this money just going excessively to the war companies or even if it's just in the nice amount it's still we want war because we want to profit from selling the weapons you know so yeah. it's not only powered by a conflict sometimes a conflict is maybe propagated or just everybody's in favor to continue war just because it's a economical system, mm-hmm. you said 70 to 60 to
2: 70%. Yeah, it's an industry. A lot of money,
1: so yeah. a lot of people rely on it or just want to mm. keep on getting the benefits from it. So mm. that's the other side of the world in the modern time. It's um, a part of the economy, a big, big part of it. A big part of it. Like,
2: sadly... What a world we are living <laughs> in. <look> so crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, un-understandable. Un- I mean, logical, but super... From the human perspective, I would call it very ununderstandable. understandable I cannot mm. get it. Yes. <laughs> mm. For me, I'm still
0: honestly shocked It. You know, like, I, I guess I have such a privileged life, I can say that for me this sounds like... I know it's happening, but it still sounds like a history. Mm. So hearing these stories from you from first hand, it's kind of like a wake-up call. You know, yeah. look, there, there's, this is a reality, you have a passport where you cannot enter Indonesia, how is this okay? Yeah. This is not okay, I mean. Yeah. Wow.
2: You should talk to him because I don't know if he, uh, he went to Israel and he lived on Gaza border for mm. something like four months, I think, or six months. And he told me just a few days ago that his first night in this um, uh, kibbutz, this community, there was a bomb. And he's like, oh no, I'm leaving. You know? I, I am not part of this war. I can't stand it. And they told him, oh, there's no buses tomorrow because it was Saturday, which is shuttered. <laughs> and then he said, okay, so I'll take it on Sunday. And he stayed and he, these two days were really incredible for him. But he, so he stayed for longer. But his experience from someone that is outside of Israel mm-hmm. to come and to mm-hmm. decide to live so close to the border, he has some interesting stories too mm-hmm. about it or from yes. his perspective. So how, how long ago did you leave home? Uh, now I'm two years in New Zealand and that's when I left home. Oh! You went yeah.
1: straight yes. to New Zealand?
2: Uh, yeah, like I had a bit of traveling before, came back to Israel and yeah, now New Zealand. Nice.
1: Was it hard to do? Technically. Or you just bought a ticket? Ciao ciao.
2: Oh yeah, I bought a ticket.
1: Nice. English was English, it good what? Like, like, Do you speak English? Do you learn in English in uh, school? In school. So it, yeah. Was this a big part of it or just normal? I just go to a country, speak English, cha-cha.
2: Uh, no. Um, my idea was to go and travel in Asia. And then I had a friend that came from Australia to New Zealand. Oh. My situation in Israel was that I was looking for a motor home to live at. Oh, cool. I was like, I want to travel Israel. I want to do it like mm. a tiny house, something like that. And in that day that I found, I thought I found my home, I called this guy to buy this van and he said, no. I sold it yesterday and I was like, oh my god, no. And an hour later, I got a phone call from this friend in Australia. He's like, come live with me in New Zealand. Let's travel there. And I was like, exactly what I looked for, but just in another country. Let's do it. (laughs) So in two weeks, I was here. Wow. Yeah. Nice.
0: But you came on a tourist visa
2: then? Or? I came in a work visa, a working oh, holiday visa. Amazing.
0: And mm-hmm. you got it so fast, that's amazing! I got it very
2: quick, because it's not that common to come to New Zealand from Israel. We oh, have right. 400 visas to here, but 2500 in Australia, so most of the people go there, mm-hmm. so it was quite easy to get amazing. one Amazing! Cool. So, wow, well, happy for you! It, yes. So I came the idea was to come for four months of course, and yeah, then yeah. go but life But life. you plan and
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. we all have the same story here yeah.
1: Yeah. did you did you travel actually got yourself a nice uh van, yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah. yeah
2: yeah it was lovely Very time good. traveling with him then traveling by myself and the rest is kind of his story he's <laughs> is incredible there's so many things to do around yeah. so if you compare your life here and there what would you
0: say? How do you feel now? Do you want to go back? Do <laughs> you like it here? Do you want to travel more? you want to
1: get a New Zealand passport? Ooh.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess because I love Israel so much and my dream was always to live in the deser- desert of Israel. Um, mm. Yeah, To start a small community with my sister, I wish. like That's still a good dream that we have. Uh, but we'll see how life will flow. So, my perspective is to always go outside of Israel, see how other people live, see how communities is creating, or what is everyone, the vibration of the outside world kind of, Mm -hmm. and then come and cultivate this energy back home, the things that I learned, that I love, that I, yeah, that I appreciate that's that would be me because there are so many things and places to improve all the time mm-hmm. and I truly feel that the people in Israel are my people there's a big hug when I think about it so yeah
1: mm. what would you say in, in terms of this of building a community in a desert what skills did New Zealand give you and maybe even more is there, besides this skill, one realization that you've had and that you can share with someone who didn't have the opportunity to travel New Zealand yet? Hmm.
2: Yeah. For me, New Zealand is about living the actual moment all the time. Hmm. Especially with us staying here in Covid, so everything is so changeable all the time and nothing is really yep. stable, so living the moment as it is and about strong connections that you can create between humans that are different from each other and in that way to accept this um, variety of personalities that are here in this world so i think i um, more humble about this community maybe that I would like to create it's less like oh really 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 people like minded it has to be that type of a person to uh-huh. to join in no it's more about sharing because all of us we need this warm space to be at and not all the time well not everyone can create this space for everyone so that would be something that I would like to create and that New Zealand is showing me. Uh, I think it's a hard work and I am still learning a lot about how to create a community like that and of course you have to find some similarities or a um, source and a route that will put you together because otherwise it it won't work really Um, and I think um, living off green is something that is really happening in New Zealand and not as much as in not as much in Israel, so I'm learning a lot from that. Just about yeah. Living from what nature can provide because in the desert of Israel it's not that easy to create as here. Of course. So mm-hmm. Um, Of course, there'll need to be um, a lot of adjustments to create that in the desert, but I'm ready for the mission. Mm. Definitely.
0: You chose a good country to learn about communities. New Zealand is all about communities. Really Mm. amazing. Before I came here, I've never even heard about it, I think. Mm. (laughs) It's
1: so crazy. Mm. So you have uh, one big thing about communities that you kind of carry with you, something that you really want to create or an idea or some something that you gathered here and then, mm. oh, this is what I wish to create or for, just For me, it
2: started because I couldn't find myself really getting into a, well, that's super personal, um, into a close relationship. I never told myself, okay, I want to be in a relationship with one person that will go forever and then i i said okay but i do want this warm this love to share life with someone so how do i create that and then the idea of okay living in a community some people that you can share some things but not like completely share my life as a partner with that was the idea of okay i want to to live in a community. I want to share my life and to offer what I have and to get what people um, can offer and to create a space for all of us to be with the same love um, that we might can get from a partner. I don't know mm. what will happen mm. in the future about me in a partnership or whatever. but Yeah, that was the... Yeah, the beginning of it, That's the right. root of it. Wow,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> <What> was it? <laughs> it was on a trip.
2: Yeah, it a cool Come trip. Come to visit, eh? I also met a lot of Kiwis that went to Israel because it was a thing, like I think 30, 40, 50 years ago (laughs) when Israel just started to be a country. So because a lot of people here are Christians, so it was kind of go and serve and help uh, this new country to be built. Mm. So a lot of people went to six months or something like that (laughs) to volunteer in kibbutz or moshav, which is a kind of a settled... Uh, community, kind of, and so I meet a lot of uh, old Kiwis that say, oh, Israel was the best part for me, and then they go, of course, to Egypt or Jordan or other places in Europe, but something in in Israel really stayed with them, so, and that idea of they... I mean, they were there a lot before I was born, of course. So their memory of Israel is so different from what I know now, but still we have this strong connection about um, being in Israel or uh, exploring this country and this history. So it's
1: quite cool. What was it
2: before? What? What country? Before Israel? Before Israel, um, just random settles of Palestinians and Jewish people. Mm. And it was... um, you know, it was part of the British... Uh, ah, yeah. British. British, yeah.
1: The Egypt they stole British.
2: Yeah, yeah, all this area. And yeah. then when they started to split two countries, so yeah, Israel became cool. one too. Mm. Mm.
1: Wow. Mm. Thank wow. you for this history lesson. Yeah, for mm. sure. Do you have a independence Since 1948. Or? I was going to guess that, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah.
2: Nice. Nice,
1: pretty Cool. <laughs> I think this is the time where all of them kind of started...
0: Probably yeah, Egypt the British the same year fell or down or and then started yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. But must, must be something there, like something so sacred.
2: Because it's such a. Yeah. There's 4,000 years' history there, and you don't have to be religious to find a lot of interest in uh, yeah, yeah. in Israel. There's so much archaeology uh, in the desert where people were hiding, and there's. Um, evidence for the first human in the north of Israel, like some... Uh, caves, which is mm. super incredible to see, like the f- kind of the f- first tools that humans started wow. to make and mm. use. So it's a very very cool place yeah. to be. At. It was
1: also like uh, what mm. ten thousand years ago, part of agricultural yeah. revolution in this uh, crescent, the yeah, little part. So exactly
2: with wheat, uh, it it's the home of where they made uh, wheat eatable before mm. it was not. So oh, really in Israel yeah. well, it was not eatable mm also walnuts i think or almonds don't remember, but mm. some fruits we kind of yes. made them and beer eat them them. yeah i don't
1: know
0: if it's real. Yeah. <laughs> no
2: way yeah.
0: so much mm. incredible like what a power must this place hold yeah. this land amazing no wonder did people fight for it like such a spiritual incredible. ground with so much
1: energy yeah. so much history wow but just imagine this you know like in new zealand a human is in our history as it's being told Human has come to this place mm. m- at most 900 years ago right. in Jerusalem, 15,000 or 30,000
2: So it's quite it's amazing. My one of my favorite places back home is uh, Ramon Crater, Crater, sorry, which is um, at the moment the most exposed It has the m- most amount of exposed ground of the oldest or Ground uh-huh. in the world, oh, so wow. you can walk in a crater which has like different layers of wow. of years. Cool. So in one moment you s- you stand on a place that it was um, created, like this ground created 70 million years ago, and then 140, and then two. 200 oh. and 300 <laughs> sure. and it's amazing it's one of my favorite places because you can really see how the crater because you know it's just yeah. a hole suddenly you can see actually the layers wow. so that Ooh. is a pretty cool uh, place come I'll, jo- I'll show you how everything yeah, guys yeah sure <laughs> they're making
1: the best uh, commercial yeah you know, no, come.
0: it was on my list from always but not yet I yeah. would love to come oh, on Wow, it's amazing. Wow, that was so cool. Oh my nice. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we
1: did accepting. a really nice easel uh, trip. trip. Amazing. Wow, Amazing. yeah. Now
0: everybody will want to go to
1: Israel. Yeah. Do you yeah. have, a, do you have a, one more fun fact or best place or best thing about Israel forever? Best
2: thing about Israel. Or
1: Except or
0: that you're going to get a gas wow. mask and you can <laughs> paint it
2: in your own colors. That's what you took from...
1: <laughs> <laughs> take your take your COVID mask, paint it nice, take your g- <laughs> gas mask. Just
2: you paint know. it. whatever <laughs> it is. Just
0: paint no, it. No, but to be fair, you know, the first time we talked about this and I came home, this was the most shocking thing that I take from mm. me, this gas mask so oh, yeah, I thought until she today like, she was thinking about it daily yeah, yeah wow.
2: really not daily but really I bring it up every now and then I'm still in shock to be wow I think in general we are very warm people in Israel and we love to have fun so you'll see always people at the beach doing exercise or um, partying there's some really good parties back mm. home and um, yeah we love to hang out be in restaurants Getting coffees with friends or going to hikes or some beautiful hike sound. Warm people and very spiritual land, so it comes with that too. Yeah.
1: Cool. Do you get
2: winter? Yeah, but winter uh, back home is gu- is almost like summer here. <laughs> How hot is it in <laughs> the summer? Not that. Uh, 30, 40 degrees easy.
0: So you have oh, all the time war. Oh, yeah.
2: I love that. And the the special thing about Israel, I think there's nothing like that in the world. We have the Dead Sea, which you know about. Right. You can Ah, float. you have Dead Sea of I course. No, it's in
1: Israel. And that's my wow. favorite
2: place for real. I know I said it. <laughs> that was yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. favorites. That's my favorite place because the vibration there is very different. There's mm, minerals yeah. coming from the ground constantly that are just changing the the vibes there, and there's, also a, so there's cool. a nude beach there too, which is super cool. Mm. So, cool. so Did you ever put a head float. on there? I would not recommend <laughs> that much. I know, I'm asking if you yeah, ever did <laughs> it. D- I did it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not quite nice. I have really cool stories from there. Before I came here, I went to spend there a night, because it's my favorite place, so and because there's a lot of people coming there there's a pig, oh pig. a pig that came there to live there so like a pig,
0: an animal a pig
2: okay
0: like a he came to live there,
2: okay <laughs> yeah, because of the garbage of humans or ah, the okay, okay, food okay, okay. I don't know how he found himself there I think he's actually a female So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, she hunted me once <laughs> at night um, yeah, it's a very cool space, very, very special. I don't know why I say that about the pig, yeah, <laughs>
1: Cool!
2: <laughs> wow. a bit
1: yeah. What happens if you put your head down? Your eyes hurt? Your eyes hurt.
0: Your
2: hurt eyes, down. yeah. Or if you have a, a tiny a cut, cut, oh cut or something, it's just Ooh. burning like hell, and you come out of the water, all of you is kind of red. So all these minerals mm-hmm. are, or, and the salt are very. Ah, not so that's normal? You're just red? Just from being inside the water? No, if you have cuts. If ah, you have okay. cuts, it will become red or a bit. You know. mm. But it, most of the minerals are very, very nourishing and very good. I think all around the world they sell products from mm. the Dead yeah, yeah, yes. Sea. Yeah.
0: Do you know how much salt is inside, one
2: liter? No, and it's always changing because the uh, this place is drying out. Because, <gasps> uh, yeah,
0: So it's always also more. political...
2: Yeah, they they take the salts out because they make a lot of um. It's really good f- good for the ground, so they use it for gardening or for actual salt for food and other stuff. And so the Dead Sea is drying very very fast. Mm. Mm-hmm. So
0: people go
1: there before it dries. Exactly. And respect. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Huh? Thank so you. beautiful. For the end, we have a beautiful game. If you want to play a little bit, Yay. yeah. so we have short questions. I'll talk
2: about Hebrew.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you are to answer with a word or a sound or a sentence, but nothing long. Okay. No. It's one. just a fun game. <laughs> That's all. Whatever comes to mind. Okay.
2: Cool.
1: Okay. So, if you could meet yourself
0: five years ago, what advice would you give to yourself? Five years ago. Before you went to Follow surf?
2: yourself, not others. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Cool. What was one lesson that New Zealand has taught you? Or the biggest
2: one? You are some serious people, guys. It's serious <laughs> questions. Serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not serious.
0: We're funny people. But mm. serious <laughs> questions.
2: <laughs> I think my biggest lesson is um, how much I can trust people that are coming and going, mm. I guess. And living in the moment. A lot from that lesson. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm. I feel cheesy. (laughs) It
0: feels beautiful. (laughs) Okay. If you look at the society right now, and you have a power to change one thing, whatever you want, it can be physical or metaphysical, so whatever you want, in a second, what would you choose? To delete or add or change for everyone, in wow. a society in a moment.
2: Maybe delete fear, but it can also bring a big chaos. But mm-hmm. yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. This was nice a good one. counter. <gasps> nice nice mm-hmm. one. Just fear. Do something with fear
2: no? Transform yeah, it. In, uh, so. because in a way we are <laughs> growing a lot from our fears, exactly. no? Yeah. So I'm like, should we? Yeah, why not? Let's let's experiment! (laughs) For science, let's experiment! Trust the science! Cool! (gasps) Or maybe I want to delete all the waste. There's so much waste in this world, like all the plastic, chunk gone.
1: Oh, Oh. nobody nobody can hear you no more. You're naked! You're naked!
2: I th- that was
0: my
1: first thing. I was like, oh
2: look at yes. you Yes!
1: <laughs>
2: well, let's start with the top <laughs> the roof
1: is gone. Yeah. <laughs> no more gutters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need mean plastic. plastic. Look at this like
0: weird. My soft. chair, boom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so used to
1: oh, no, it's not a
0: plastic chair. But yeah, yeah. This you know, so many things doesn't look plastic, but it's plastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, when I ask you this, does something come to mind? like this, you don't have to think too much because there are so many answers is there a historical moment that you would like to witness or relive, just to be there to see it
0: when Christ was born in Jerusalem? Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) i'm
0: just kidding
2: Um, i don't know why but Eichmann uh, how do you say when they judged Eichmann in uh, Israel
1: from second
2: world war.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. I don't know why. Do they some they took him to court, mm. and uh, there it was the only moment in Israel that someone got a punish punishment to death. He, he is the only person until today. Oh. So for me. Ah, it's because it was taken him.
1: as all the Nazi crimes were yes offense against the Jewish people, as in Israel. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Fair
0: enough. If you look at a society that we live in right now and how they are raising children, yeah, I know you're already rolling your eyes, but (laughs) what would you do differently?
2: I would give uh, workshops or maybe courses to people that want to be parents because Mm -hmm. what's happening today is a mess. So yeah, a bit of guidelines, Mm -hmm. a bit of help of how you should give some boundaries to your kid, how mm-hmm. we can give them love, appreciation, how much from all of it, because I think we are not quite there now.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I agree with you,
0: but also there w- this would be, this would have to be in a high level, like yeah. what to transmit to new parents, because mm-hmm. in a way they're already doing parenting courses, but if they're not on a high level, you still want yeah. to get, get a mess, yeah. yeah. How
1: to yeah. call a doctor, how to change the diaper. No, that's, that's uh, the one
0: before you're born, but the one that yeah. you can
1: apply and pay oh, for, right, that's right. a different mm. Well,
2: oh, cool. so mine would be mandatory and free for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you Pretty have to enough. know how to be a parent. Yeah. You have to. I, when I worked with kids like seven months, I saw how they are seven months old and their mother is like 30, 40, and a kid manipulates his mother like, <laughs> without <laughs> any problem. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So, like, okay, some boundaries are quite required here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Cool. Mandatory, like military, and then <laughs> parenting course, and then you're good. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Cool. That's good.
0: Cool. Yeah. And mandatory masks. and. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: wow.
1: Okay. Cool. Nice answer. Um, okay. What would you say is the most important skill one can have in life? To Adjust
2: one. yourself to any situation.
1: <laughs> cool. And maybe the last
2: yeah. one,
0: which is our spirit animal. Which what? Is your spirit animal?
2: Ooh, I have two. Okay. I have a turtle and a an turtle? eagle. <laughs> At the moment.
0: <laughs> I can totally see you with both.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good combination.
0: Nice. Beautiful!
2: Wow! Thank you, guys. That, that was beautiful. awesome. Thank you so much. I overcome one of my fears. <laughs> hey,
0: how, how can this be scary to you after, like,
2: yeah? Now it's just to heal myself <laughs> and yeah, <not> yeah. Eat. <laughs> that's it.
0: That's the scary part. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I think you're from. fearless already. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Yes, we too.
2: Wow viva! You
1: mm. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank Thank you! you. Lots of
2: love to everyone! Love you, mom! (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye!
1: Ciao! Amazing! Should
2: I press this thingy?
1: Yeah,
0: can. It's just me. Yeah, press, 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 (laughs) press. No, but... Yeah. Thank you for listening.
1: If you're thinking of someone who would really like this story, share it with them.
0: And if you like the story, please like or leave a review.
1: And wherever you listen, You can always subscribe.
0: Other than that, thank you for coming and have a beautiful day. Lots of love. Ciao.